What's going on, sports world? Welcome to Game Breakers, the new sports show where we'll be breaking down football, basketball, soccer, and much more. It's your host, Will, and I'm joined with my other host, Edwin. What's going on, bro? What is going on, the sports world? I'm glad to be back once again. It's a nice day Friday, and we are here to break down the business, you know? Yo, bro, episode number two. Episode number two. It wasn't that quick. But, you know, as you said, though, it is Friday. You know, like, you any plans this week like today tomorrow like what you doing this weekend my, my plans is to watch sports breathe sports uh drink sports live sports all weekend oh, all right every day, every oh. day. all right <laughs> okay well uh you know um you know i have some plans later i don't know what i'm doing i'm gonna just wing it but i got some plans later um okay. on sunday i'm going to the hamptons got an engagement party to go to so you know that's pretty Ooh. fancy yeah, yeah, man. You know, it's pretty fancy, pretty fancy. I, I mean, okay. yeah, you know, I might just pull up there in my Tesla or something. You know, like nothing oh. too crazy, you know? You know, nothing oh, too crazy. Are you actually wear a super time or what? Nah, you know like what it is? It's actually uh, an uh, Olympic-themed uh, engagement party. Ooh. So Yeah, so, you know, like we're going to be doing games and stuff. So it's kind of like, okay. you know, dress in like a sporty kind of mode. But, okay, you know, it's going to okay, be too hot okay. for you know me. You know I love my sweatpants, but it might yeah, be too hot. Love for sweatpants. sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah so maybe be. you know I throw on a sweat shorts. You know I switch it up. Ooh, that's a different kind of thing <laughs> right there. A different kind of vibe. You know, even oh, though you find man. a way to go with sports, you're still related to sports in some way. Listen, electric yo, style. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. But. Yo, it's a nice day today, so, you know, if you guys are listening, and if you guys haven't been outside yet, enjoy the day. I think it's about 80, well, in New Jersey, it's 81 degrees with no yes. clouds. To me, yes. that, that's, that's good great. weather. It's not too that's hot. Perfect. It's not too hot, but it's not cold. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. there's a light breeze. I ain't been outside yet. I mean, I know that. You're just general, actually. Why don't you bring that going up? To. You're going to outside, you, you know? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Okay, okay, all right. I mean, yo. Bro, a lot of stuff to talk about with, um, you know, uh, sports. Like, last night was the NBA draft. And, you know, of course, yeah. we're going to get into that. But the breaking news that came out was that Russell Westbrook got traded to the L.A. Lakers during the middle of the draft. Yes. One thing, though, bro, if I was getting drafted at the same time that that news broke, I'd be pissed. I'm just saying. Yeah, all the shine is, like, taken away from you in some way. You know, it's <laughs> exactly. your day. Your night, and then Russell Westbrook gets traded to the Lakers, but it still is, you know, your night. So I wouldn't be as pissed only because stuff like this happens, you know. Yeah, because um, when Russell Westbrook got traded, uh, that was during the third overall pick, and that was when the, the Cleveland Cavaliers they took uh, Evan Mobley, uh, the center from uh, USC. So you know, big yes. up to Evan Mobley. But like, once that trade got announced, like everything kind of shifted towards that. Like they kind of stopped mm-hmm. talking about Evan Mobley to talk about that, you know? And mm-hmm. now, you know, we do have another big three. Now, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, Edwin. I, I really don't like this trade. I don't know that this is going to work out at all. Oh. I don't think that Russell Westbrook can work with LeBron James. Um, I feel like they're two very ball-dominant players. I think this is a mm-hmm. terrible move, and I don't think that this makes the Lakers contenders. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. I was, okay, that's very surprising you say that because – I actually think that the, the fit is not as bad as people make it seem to be. Now, you know, Russell Westbrook, this is his best chance to win a championship. Right? Let's get that out the way. Uh, Washington, um, he had OKC, he had Durant, you know, he had, you know, multiple chances. But this right here is his best chance to win a championship with LeBron James. And I think that if it's anybody that can change the style of play or get Russell Westbrook to conform to a system, buy into a system, it would be LeBron James. 
Um, and I just think that, you know, even though, yes, we have the issues of shooting, Lakers won't have that much face, uh, spore, space flooring sorry, uh, throughout the whole entire uh, uh, season. But in my opinion, I think that you don't need threes to win a championship, Will. So it's not that bad of a trade, in my opinion. I mean, okay, so, all right. I mean, look, terrible trade, in my uh, opinion. You give up uh, Harold, you give up Kuzma, you give up KCP, you give up your first-round pick. Not like the first-round picks in the NBA draft matter once it's really past 20. I mean, no, once it's past 14. Because, you know, you can't get some sleepers. But generally, after, like, the lottery, a lot of these players end up playing in Europe or something. So, I mean, not that the pick is really a deciding factor. But this is a terrible move to me because do you you remember last year when Mm -hmm. um, I think it was the Lakers – uh, I forgot, I'm drawing a blank here, but I, I remember Russell Westbrook was playing against the Lakers, right? And they yes, were game planning him by giving him the Ben Simmons treatment. They were leaving yeah. him wide open from, from three. three from to, yes. To me, uh, like Westbrook and LeBron James are two similar of players. I think that, um, you know, they're both very ball dominant and none really can. I mean, well, LeBron can do anything. Let's keep that. But, I mean, you know, LeBron is, is at his best when he's on the ball. Mm-hmm. So to ask mm-hmm. Westbrook or Braun to run off ball, we saw that Westbrook off ball doesn't work as efficiently when he was with the Rockets. So it doesn't really mm-hmm. make any sense because now, you know, Braun is still going to be controlling that team. You know, like once Braun is on the court, he's still going to be bringing up the ball. Now, obviously, Braun is getting older, so he might, you know, deter and, you know, let Westbrook take over sometimes so he can take a rest. Yes. But at the end of the day, you're, you're, are, are you going to be asking LeBron James to run off ball? Are you going to ask Westbrook to run off ball? It's just going to be a bunch of slashers. To me, I don't really like the move. I do get it where, you know, from like the energy point of view, you know, it's it's going to be a a lot of highlights. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like when it gets down to crunch time, I don't think that in the playoffs that this is going to be a system that works. And I think this is a terrible move. And Westbrook is on a lot of money as well. So now the uh, Lakers can't even do anything with the money. So I will. They don't have any money to make any signings with, so I, I'm just not really a big fan of this move. I mean, like on a scale of one to ten, I'm I'm giving this move a three. Now for three. like you know, yeah. Now for like the big name and big three, fine. It seems like a good move, but nah, West Westbrook is not that guy. No. Well, uh, you mentioned you mentioned uh, the energy perspective of it, and I think that's that's a big key to this trade. Like Russell Westbrook will bring that energy. Uh, he'll bring that playmaking that you need. And I think that even though you mentioned before about LeBron playing off ball, Russell Westbrook playing off ball, I think that that could actually work in a way. Whereas in crunch time situations where people will be keying on LeBron James to make a play or to find a way to save the Lakers if they need saving at that time, uh, you could have Russell Westbrook on the ball, you know, and it'd be kind of pick your poison kind of thing with the Lakers. Whereas you have him, uh, AD and LeBron James, uh, depending on what happens with the, with the pick and roll situation. And, you know, we go back to the the trade that was about to happen with Buddy Hill, and I say that might have been a better fit only because of the the shooting needs that the Lakers need. Agreed. But I think that the Buddy Hill deal would have like I think that that would have been, been a, a better deal, and I also think that she wouldn't have had to give up as much. So probably, probably not. Hill. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would have too in a way, but you know, I I don't discount that this is still an interesting trade for me, and I think that it can still work out in the long run. If I'm being honest, because. This is a win now move situation or trade for that matter. So this this move will ultimately it'll determine whether or not the Lakers can win a championship this but season. Think, but I think that if they would have got Buddy Hill, I think that that leaves them in a win now situation as well. It does. It because does. You have LeBron and you have AD. So adding Buddy Hill, who's a sniper, who's probably one of the best shooters 
in the uh, NBA right now that like yeah. that like that literally is the perfect balance because now you still have Braun that will run the floor and then you have that off ball shooting presence. Buddy Hill could give you about 20, 24 points per game. He like he's that caliber of player. That's about what Russell Westbrook. Ooh, huh? That's kind of high. 2024? Yep. That's, bro, that's bro, 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 check uh, Buddy Hill's stats. Buddy Hill is like that, bro. Buddy Hill yeah, is but he like won't be that. like that with the Lakers, though. Like, yes, he would. Because now, look, picture this, bro. Picture this, bro. Picture this. Picture this. He scores when he's with the Kings. When there's less, like when like there's more pressure on him. I know that I know that there's De'Aaron Fox as well. But what I'm saying is that you know that you have to worry about Buddy Hill as well. So picture uh, him. So picture him now on the Lakers with LeBron and AD, where the focus is on those two, and then he's going to be worried about. It's going to space the floor for him even more. Yeah, it would have spaced the floor, but I mean, for him to average 20, 24, he's only averaged 20 points one season. Oh, no, 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 bro. I'm not saying that he would have averaged that with the Lakers, but I'm saying he's a player that's capable of of averaging that. Like, you know, like as being like that third option, obviously he he wouldn't average that much being the third option, but Buddy Hill could have averaged about 17, 18 points. As the, yeah, as the, yeah, yeah. Around, around that around that average, I would say I would give it to him, maybe 17. I'll give it the lower of, of 15. You know, he's that kind of player. But, you know, I just think that Russell Westbrook, he's an all-around playmaker that could help the Lakers in the long run and could definitely be a force to reckon with come crunch time. Nah, nah. I, I just can't. Like, I just – and look, it's not – it's not a lot that I agree with Skip Bayless, but, you know, Skip Bayless said that LeBron will regret this, and I actually do agree with that. And, I mean, you know, we're going to talk about uh, Bradley Bill in a little bit, but I feel like they traded for the wrong person in Washington, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, you know, I think that, you know, I just don't I just don't like Westbrook, man. Like, I just don't think that he's going to fit with this system. Like, I don't like him for this team. And I think that LeBron's championship window is officially closed. Like, I, be, because now it's not even like if this doesn't work out. I forget if Westbrook only has one year left on his current deal. But if this doesn't work out, you cannot move Westbrook. Nobody is trading for Westbrook with that, like, uh, salary well, that he has to make. Nobody's going to make that move. Like, that's literally going to be, like, because, you know, Westbrook is literally on a bad contract. Like, never, never say never, bro. You know, only because he did get traded to the Lakers. So we thought that he wouldn't be moved from the Washington Wizards. And we thought that that would be his final destination as to you know where he would play out his career, but somehow, some way, he I didn't end up in the Lakers uniform. I I thought that actually, I thought that he would not be able to be moved only because of his massive contract, like like you just said. But uh, well, you know, yeah, it, but then you have to think. But then you have to think about why he was moved. He was moved to a team that's trying to win now. If it doesn't work with the Lakers, what other team that's trying to win now will basically trade like a lot of young talent? and a draft pick for Westbrook to take on about $40 million per season. If, if it doesn't work with the Lakers, who's going to be willing to do that? A team that needs a point guard who could give the most, you know, something out of the tank, who has a massive hole at the point guard position. Uh, yeah, but you only make a trade, but you only make a blockbuster trade like that if you're trying to win now. Yes. So what I'm saying is that if it, so what I'm saying is that once this doesn't work in LA, because it's not, who else well, we is going to want yet. to give up? I, I, I know that. I, I know that. It's not going to work in L.A. And, you know, of course, you know, you have LeBron James. So, of course, they're always going to be in the playoff. They're always going to be, you know, competing. But in terms of taking them as a real, like, title threat to represent the West, um, I don't see it. So, what unless, Westbrook, um, unless Westbrook can improve on his shooting and his uh, efficiency, and unless he can adjust to not having the ball as much, mm. then – then I just can't see it where game. But if he can improve his shooting, then fine. Yes, the shooting is fine. But like, what happens in the case where he, like, the Lakers are 
adding shooters throughout free agency. And, you know, now you have Russell Westbrook, you have LeBron James, you have AD, and you have all these other shooters around you. Because there are a lot of uh, shooting journeymen out there in free agency. So what happens in the case where they get all those players and now they're stacked? No, but it's not the team that I'm talking about. Like, the problem that I'm talking about is how Westbrook and LeBron will gel. LeBron, at the end of the day, is going to be that guy. Westbrook is going to have to take a back seat like he did in Houston, obviously. But as we saw, it, it did not work in Houston. Like, the, like you know, the, like the like the play styles are, are just too similar. So now the only way that this works is if Westbrook can adjust his game to run off ball. Similar to like, okay, I'll give you an example. When James Harden first came to the uh, Brooklyn Nets, right, there was concern and, you know, deservedly so, can can, you know, him and Kyrie Irving work together, right? Now, what ended up happening was James Harden ended up running the one. Kyrie Irving moved to, to the two. Now, the reason that, you know, this ended up working was because Kyrie was, one, he was willing to run off ball, and two, he's, he's a player that can actually shoot and kind of create his own shots versus Westbrook, who's not that good of a shooter and has to, you know, more so drive to get his buckets. So now, with Westbrook going to L.A., this is now going to clog up the paint even more because AD, even though AD can shoot threes, AD can take mids, but you know that AD works best in like that mid to paint range. And, you know, you can't expect AD to take on like a Chris Bosch role and kind of just be, you know, like, you know, a spot up shooter, basically. That's not AD, you know? So for me, I just think if Westbrook, you know, if he was a player that can shoot the ball efficiently, like how Kyrie can to make that switch, then I'd be more optimistic about this. But to me, I just don't think that Westbrook is going to have that in his game. So this is where well, the problem for me comes in. I think I think he does have the capabilities to do that. You know, either him or LeBron. Okay. You know, I know I don't I don't okay. I don't want to say that LeBron's going to take a back seat in this situation. But like, if LeBron says I could take a back seat, some in some way possible to like make this work, then I can mm-hmm. see that happen only because of how uh, selfless he is as, as a player. And you know, we've seen that time and time throughout his whole career. But you know, I think yeah. that once you get the, the shooters around him, then Westbrook Westbrook will be able to find a way to score that doesn't involve shooting. So I mean. To me, the only thing that this move does, it does add longevity to LeBron James' career uh, with the Lakers because I think that LeBron will be able to take a, a back seat sometimes. You know, the guy's 36, 35, you know, he's getting up there in age. So I definitely do think that this is a good move in terms of not having to overexert Bron. But, mm. but it's like I'm saying, though, I, I just don't think that the play styles are, are going to work out. Generally, Bron needs shooters. Like, Bron needs shooters. You know, he had Kyrie Irving. Um, and then, well, I wouldn't say that Dwayne Wade's a shooter, but Dwayne Wade's a much better overall player than Westbrook. And Dwayne Wade also was a natural two to run off ball anyways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I just, I just don't think that it can work with a, you know, like with a ball dominant player that can't shoot. It's kind of going to be like if they traded for Ben Simmons, it's, uh, you yeah. know, it's kind of like, you know, like, yes, like you get, I mean, and obviously Westbrook is a much better shooter than Ben Simmons. It's, I'm not trying to com- com- compare them as shooters, but I'm saying it's just that like, you're getting a, a player that's ball dominant. That kind of is like a slasher. How does that help out Braun? That's all that I'm trying to say. Mm, agreed. That's fine. I mean, we'll see how things pan out throughout the season. Uh, obviously, the first couple of games are not really an indicator, but you know, when you get to that All Star uh, kind of break, you can see whether yeah. or not this is going to be a fit. And yeah, yeah I, think- yeah. I mean, I mean, look, man. You know, like we'll see. You know, uh, it's not too uh, often that I'm proven wrong. So you know, we'll have to see what goes on with that. But uh, I, I'm just not really. A big fan of the move, and you know, um, you know, as I said, you know, I definitely do think that they did trade for the wrong player in uh, Washington. Now, you know, um, reports did come out yesterday that Bradley Beal was kind of content with staying in DC, 
which came as a bit of a surprise to me, bro, because I would have thought that Bradley Bill would be like, yo, this is my time to win a chip, you know, to get out here and maybe go to a team that's competing. And if I was the uh, Lakers, I do know that reports came uh, came out that Westbrook and AD went to LeBron James' house, and, you know, that's when they decided that they'd want to play, play together. But why not look at Bradley Bill? Bradley Bill would have been perfect. He would have been per- – Bradley Bill would have been perfect. That would have been – like, how do you call the Wizards – and you asked for Westbrook and not Bradley Beal. Are you kidding me? Mm. Are you kidding me? You know, maybe, maybe they did inquire about Bradley Beal, but, you know, they probably, Bradley Beal didn't want to move. And if that, and the Wizards probably didn't want to give him up as well, too, because he is a the franchise player. But if you're Bradley right Beal, screw, screw being a franchise player, man. You could have went to L.A. and you could have still made your money and been competing. What are you doing in Washington? They, they saying that. And then there was, a um, you know, a rub. A report that Spencer Dinwiddie believes that a big three of Spencer Dinwiddie, Bradley Beal, and Roy Harachimo, like the you know the first round pick from a few years ago, Kuchimura, Kuchimura, yep, you know the black slash Japanese guy, uh, big up to him. But that 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 can be a big three. Are you kidding me? Yeah, B take B three, but <laughs> you know, I guess that Bradley Bill just doesn't care about winning, bro. If I was Brad, this was Bradley Bill's perfect opportunity to demand a trade. So mm-hmm. now, like last season, how Bradley Bill was unhappy. You remember this? This was this was only last season. You remember? Yeah. I don't want to hear no complaints from Bradley Bill this season. Shut up! I I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because you clearly don't care about winning that much. Clearly. Cause what the hell are you staying in DC for? Yeah, it's it's a bold decision to to stay in DC. You know, I really didn't expect him to do that. But I will say this: the Wizards right now, as it stands, are better and are are in a better position before than they were last year. Right, like this year, I feel like they're going to make a strong push to be climbing up the Eastern Conference, in my opinion. Not yeah, so high, but like, no, 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 no. Like they were the AC last year. And, you know, I think that Russell Westbrook gives them leaving. When he leaves, he gives them a, a massive pull at the point guard position. But you bring in Let Kyle Kuzma. You bring in Kyle Kuzma, KCP, and Harrell to give good team depth. And you also draft a guy in Corey Kisper, who I really think is a good shooter. So that offers some floor spacing as well, too. But all that to do what, though, the team? The team all is, that to do what? Is, is, you're not going to go past the first round. You're, you're not going to make the playoffs. You're, like, you're not going to no, be no, that. No, 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 no. They will make the playoffs. The they Wizards will not make the playoffs. Like the Wizards didn't didn't oh uh, make the playoffs God. with Russell Westbrook, who you were just bigging up. So if they couldn't make the playoffs with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, they didn't make the playoffs. Why do you think that they'll make? The- oh yeah, they did. They did. They, they did. Again, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> and then what happened? They lost in five to the to the Seventy Sixers, the best team. I mean, the number one seeded team in the East. Like, listen, bro, I, I think- and they arguably got worse. Kuzma, no, Kuzma's not, not that good. Kuzma's not that good. Harold is just really just good for defense. KCP is average. Like he's a good three point shooter, but you know, no, they did get better. Like let's be real here. Like they got better team depth than they did last season. And now you have guys like Denny Advija coming back. Rui Hachimura, he's going to get more minutes. I feel like this Bradley team is Bill's an idiot. Bradley, Bradley no, Bill's no, no. an idiot. He, he, it's a bold decision. I will say that, but he it does put them in a better position to actually compete. Let me ask you a question: Do you think that the Wizards the are trying to rebuild? No, they're trying to win now. Exactly. That's dumb. They don't have a team to win now. What are they going to win now? Win what now? What are you winning now? 
how? Do, Look do at all those teams in the East. Look at all those teams in the East. What are they winning yes. now? Who, like, yes. who's running this operation here? They have a better team than they did last year, bro. Will like? No, bro. It's, it's, I'm not. No, bro. I'm not disagreeing with you. You are okay. Fine. I'll give you that. They have a better team than what they have. They're still not better than the 76ers. They're not better than the Nets. They're not better than than uh, than the Bucks, the Knicks, the Hawks, the Heat, the Celtics. Arguably, the Hornets have a better future than them. I, I mean, like, come on. So at best, at best, they're looking to either be eighth seed again. Or maybe not even make the playoff at best. I so this is what I'm saying. So this is what I'm saying. The Wizards aren't in any position to win now. They're not winning anything now. You cannot win a chip with this team. So what I'm saying is, why not rebuild the right way? You traded Westbrook. Now trade Bradley Beal. Get picks. Like how OKC is rebuilding. That is a rebuild. Because you cannot rebuild with Bradley Beal on, on, your, on your team. Because once you have a, a player averaging 30 points per game... You're, you're, like you're gonna win games that you should be losing to in order to properly rebuild. So it, it makes no sense. And as well. I said, I don't want to hear nothing from Bradley <laughs> Bill no more. I don't want to hear no complaining. Because my thing is, I don't have a I don't have a problem with, with him wanting to stay in DC. But the problem that I'm gonna have is if next season he's complaining that he has no help and stuff like that. It's like I don't want to hear that from you. That's you know, what I'm saying. Going going back to your recent point about you know him dropping thirty points and winning games that they shouldn't be winning, I mean go, this is a recent example. Last season, Bradley Beal was dropping what forty fifty point games and they were still losing. He was just doing that to keep him in the game. Let's be honest. Oh, so so oh, like I mean like Bradley Bill, he he does have much more help than he did last year. You know you know discarding Westbrook, but I th- I think that this team is actually in pole position to actually compete for maybe a six maybe the highest fifth seed this season like i'm being honest no all right fine 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 but you're saying that they want to win out but i'm saying if you're the gm you have to look you don't have the roster to win anything now when you say win now win now means competing for a championship win now just doesn't mean oh yeah let's just make the six seed that's how I mean. No, 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 no. See, when teams say that they're in a mood to win now, like when they're in the win now mode, that means that means that you're looking at a championship. You're not trying to win the fifth seed. Like, like that's not winning. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? So, I mean, look, at best, maybe I give you seventh seed at best for the Wizards. But if you look at it, this, you know, there's still the Pacers who they barely did, did better than. I mean, you know, I think that I think that the Wizards and the Pacers finished with, with the same record last year. Then you also do have the um the Hornets who finished with one less win. And you can arguably say mm-hmm. that the Hornets have a bigger, but you can say that the Hornets have, you know, a bigger upside than the Wizards right now. Uh, you know, you also have the Bulls, but I mean the Bulls are the Bulls. And then how long do you think that the Raptors are, are gonna be down for? So, I mean, like, like look, the East is very competitive. Down the Raptors gonna be down for some time. I actually want to go to that when we get to the NBA draft. But these, eh, listen, bro. Like I, I think that this, listen, let's let's wait and see what happens through uh, free agency, right? Let's see what moves they find a way to make. Getting rid of Westbrook now frees up some contract space for them to be able to sign some other players. So they they can actually make more moves that can. Who give the hell them. wants to sign in DC, bro? Like, let, be I real. Mean, when's, the last time that was, when's the last time the Wizards signed a big free agent? It was probably Michael Jordan. Keep it a buck. I mean, let's let's be real. Now. You never know these days, right? Like, DC is not really a, a, a huge market, but it can still be done. It can still be done. Mm, yep. And fun fact brought to you by Well. Do you guys know that Washington, D.C. is not a state? Just saying. 
just saying it is the capital, but it is not a state. It's very mm-hmm. weird. Just mm. thought that I should uh, point that out. You know, okay. I'm going to be trying to give you guys some fun facts uh, once, a, you know, once an episode. Yes. But yes. I mean, you know, but but yeah, you know, I, it's just very surprising. You know, I, I would have thought that, you know, maybe some bigger name. Well, you know, Westbrook was traded during the NBA draft. I also would have thought that maybe some other big name players would have been moved during during the draft, which was last night. And, you know, um, of course, uh, you know, a um, few surprising uh picks i would say especially you know how uh everyone was saying that he wanted to touch up upon the raptors i'm pretty sure it's going to be about how jalen suggs was not their pick so yes. i mean you know uh you know the love uh, Edwin, if you want to just give us a quick you know uh breakdown of you know the nba draft and what you're feeling about ah nba draft was actually kind of special last night to be honest uh there was a lot of there was a lot of good picks i would say more good picks than not but some head scratches where i really felt like i don't know what this team was doing and the biggest loser for me last night's draft that came in the Raptors. I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why exactly pass up on Jalen Suggs. Um, you know, you get a guy at Scotty Barnes who apparently is a, a culture guy. He's a guy that can defend one through five, you know, be around that team. He's basically a Raptors kind of guy that could get nitty gritty and he could scrap on defense. But he's so, so raw on offense that it doesn't help him in the future right now. And I think that drafting Jalen Suggs last night, could have potentially put them back into perspective in the Eastern Conference, at least to compete for a lower seed, you know, being that Kyle Lowry is going to leave this offseason possibly. So Jalen Suggs, he's that kind of guy where he could bring some offense. He's also, uh, he has some intensity on defense as well too. And Jalen Suggs is, is a baller for me. And I don't understand why not drafting him. You could have had him with uh, Van Vliet, could have ran the point guard, had that nice little guard combo. And he could have filled a need for Kyle Lowry being that he's going to leave this offseason. So, that was a big, big miss. So I think that the Orlando Magic, for me, those guys, uh, they got a good steal last night. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. I don't. I didn't really watch too much of Florida State college basketball, but all I got to say is because I'm a University of Florida kind of guy. So anything with Florida State, we don't like over here. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Scotty Barnes is definitely more so just like a wing defender kind of player, you know, like the guy that's going to dive on the floor. Basically, as they said last night, he's Draymond Green. Like, that's what he was com- compared to. Um, they, they said that he was a, a Draymond Green k- kind of player. I mean, I remember like they were reading out his averages shooting his and his, and his shooting is pretty it's terrible. terrible so. It's terrible. So, I mean, you know unless the Raptors really do believe in their, you know, player development, then maybe, then maybe this can be the right pick. But I think yeah. if you wanted offense, then I do think I'm going to have to agree with you here and say that Jalen Suggs would have been the, uh, like the better pick. Now, I guess maybe the Raptors are going for, maybe they do want to, you know, be a team that's known for playing, you know, tough defense, you know, cause you'd have mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes who is, who's good uh, defensively. You have uh, OG and uh, Anubi who's uh, also good as like, kind of like, you know, a wing uh, defender, uh, you know, Siakam. Siakam as well. So, I mean, but, you know, Jalen Suggs might have made more sense. You know, uh, Suggs is a point guard. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's Suggs a, a point guard or a shooting guard? He's a point guard. He's a point guard. All right, yeah. All right, yeah. Point guard. You know, Kyle Lowry may be leaving this uh, offseason. I know that they have um, Fred Van Lee, who is also a, a point guard. So maybe they're thinking that they want Van Lee to run that offense, which, you know, not a bad shot. You know, Fred Van Lee's a decent player. So, but, you know, just on terms of, like, you know, the upside, yeah, you know, it is a bit surprising that Jalen Suggs wasn't the pick here. But, you know, got to see, like, what the Raptors are doing. But real quick, uh, you know, we didn't uh, kind of fight this into the conversation, but I just want to say something about the Brooklyn Nets real quick. Cam okay. Thomas? Cam Thomas? Did, so, did, did they really let Cam Thomas fall to the Brooklyn Nets, the NCAA's leading scorer last year? Yes, the, like, yes. Well, that, that was a steal. That was a steal for Brooklyn Nets. years old, a true freshman, 
getting buckets before mm. he went to college in the EYBL, which is mm. the AAU circuit, where, you know, a lot of these draft prospects played. He led the uh, EYBL in scoring as well, averaging 29 points per game. Mm. And now you're going to let him learn from James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and KD? Coming off uh, the bench, the second unit? Nah, man. Well, that, that was a much needed pick. Because that, uh, because that could be a, a player that we might look to trade, maybe get exp- – but I hope that we keep him, man. I, ho- I hope that we keep him. And I forgot that he was even – because, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. After, like, the 14th pick, you know, I, I'm not interested anymore. So, you know, I took a shower and stuff. I didn't know the guy was still on the board because – um, on some draft boards, he was even as high as the 11th best prospect. Now, I don't know what really made him drop. I don't know if it's character issues and whatnot, but I just want to just give a shout out to my team real quick. Um, and Joel, I just want to ask you, uh, did the did the Heat pick in the first round last year? I mean, last night? I'm not too no, sure. No, no, we, we didn't have a draft pick last night. We didn't. Oh, so, so not for uh, either rounds? No, either rounds. We were pretty much. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah uh, yeah, cause, cause you know, cause I was gonna say that like I don't remember seeing like who the Heat picked, and you didn't even tell me about your pick. So no, I of course that not. I didn't make I a pick last night. I would have made some noise, but Cam Thomas is a great pick. Like I feel like yeah, man. I, yeah, you know, I didn't right want to forget to bring that up. I didn't want to forget to bring that up. What, what the Brooklyn Nets need right now off the bench is is scoring. You need guys that can come in and give some minutes. And I think that you know he's not really a guy that could lead in terms of create create offense for other people, but he can definitely create offense for himself. So that's a good thing for the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> and Fuck really it. quickly. Florida State, shout out and congratulations to Dalvin Cook for graduating for for graduating today from Florida State in science, bachelor of science. So you know, shout out to you guys. That guy, best running backs in the league, and he's still doing it on the education side. So really big up you, my guy. Yeah, yeah. Look, I actually, I actually do got to give props. I didn't even know that he was graduating today. So you know, big up to him. But me, I wouldn't went back to school. I already made my millions. Like, what am I going back to school for? Like, let's be real here. Like, I mean, like, what is this degree gonna do for me that what I'm doing right now can't? So, I mean, yeah, yeah you know, big up to you know Dalvin Cook. Uh, look, bro, once you uh, retire, use your degree in science. Don't come mm. to the you know to like the broadcasting you know side of things. You know, like yeah. leave space for guys like us, please. You yes. know, you you know, go be a, a scientist somewhere. Thank you very much, Dalvin. Yes. But big up yes. to you though, bro, because you know, I think that you know, I, I think that look, I, I'm not a guy that likes school too much. You know, even though you know me and Edwin, we both did graduate from Rutgers this uh, summer. So you know, uh, big up to us. But, but, you know, like, I, you know, I I really went to school because I feel like it was a necessity. But if I was making millions before that, I probably wouldn't have cared that much. If if I'm being honest with you, bro, I I can't lie. Fair play to you. Fair play to you. I don't think many people would, depending on how they feel. But, you know, Davin Cook did his thing right there. So congratulations to him. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, Yeah, no, I I did not know that. Like, so did, 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 like, did you just find that out tonight? About this morning? Yeah, this morning. I found it out this morning. Uh, you know, nice, Dalvin. That's what I like to see. That's what I like and to see. Now, quick point, oh, my fault, bro. Go ahead. Quick point. You know, going back into yesterday or was it days ago was about how we talked about the trade, the Grizzlies mm-hmm. and Pelicans. You know, mm-hmm. they already already started off on the wrong foot. Now, I could be wrong about this move, but the Grizzlies drafted Zaire Williamson, a Wyatt Williams. So I say why Zion Williamson. <laughs> Boom or bust prospect. And listen, I know you said that last last podcast that you feel like the Grizzlies won the trade. They are already start off on the wrong foot. The guy, Explain why. I mean, so coming, out, coming, out, coming out of high school, he was a, apparently a guy that could be, you know, considered a top five pick in the NBA draft, right? You know, his offense was, was fluid. 
He kind of undersized at 185 uh, pounds. He was and, a five-star prospect. He was one of the best, yes. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, it was, his, he, last he, season... Zaire, Zaire Williams was the number one small forward in the 2020 yes, recruiting class. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead. But, but last season, it was terrible for him. Like, he was inconsistent. You know, okay. that thin frame showed at times. He needs to bulk up. And he wasn't really that good on defense. So, I'm saying... You know, it could be different on uh, how they use him in that system in Grizzlies. Uh, but right now, it, it's a it's a head scratcher for me, which is why I'm also going to big up my 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 pick on the Pelicans for winning because they did some good things on the draft night too. I forgot who they drafted, but you know, I heard, heard that he was a good draft pick for them. So exactly, you forgot who they drafted. Nobody cares about the guy. Now, look, let's be real. Zaire Williams, Zaire Williams, Zaire Williams is a good pick at at um at. At 10, you know, he did go to uh, to Stanford, 6'8". Now, you know, it's like you said, you know, at 185, he definitely does have to bulk up quite a bit. But, you know, he is a guy that does add a lot of versatility. And I feel like his side is higher than what you would have had if you would have just kept Jonas Valanciunas, even though they do play two different positions. But I'm saying I think that, you know, like Zaire Williams, like, you know, like with Jonas Valanciunas at 30 years old, basically, like you already know like what you have in him as, a, as you know, um, as a player. You know that you're not going to win anything with him there regardless. So you take a chance on a young kid. Obviously, we have to see how it plans out. But I think that for the Grizzlies, who are in a proper rebuild, then that was the right move to do. You know, you have to add young talent because let's be real. The Grizzlies are in a big market. So the only way that the Grizzlies are really going to be able to get talent to come there is through the draft. They're not going to be able to go out there and attract the big name free agents. So you have to take chances on kids with high upside because if not, Free agents, free agents are not coming to Grizzlies. That's just not how it works. And it sucks for small market teams that, mm. you know, the draft is the only way to kind of build through. But that's just what it is. Like, look at all these small market teams. No, Like, no team signed. I mean, like, no big name players signed, like, with them. Like, you have yeah. to look. The Grizzlies, their talent is what they've drafted. John Morant um, and uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the power forward. Um, well, I'm drawing a blank here. But, you, you know, who, Jared Jackson. Yeah. Jared Jackson. Yeah. Yes, yes. I think Dylan Brooks. He's proved to be a good player, but did they trade for him or did they draft Dylan Brooks? They, they, I, I believe they drafted him. And, and, they you know, drafted him, really exactly. Yes. yes. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, so teams like that, you have to always go with getting more draft picks because if you don't, then you don't know when you're going to be able to get a, a big-name player. So mm. I, I'm, I'm still going to go with the Zaire uh, pick, you know, 6'8", you know, uh, tall, lanky. He's a, he's a solid uh, defender. You know, it, it, you know, he's going to be able to guard – Many uh, positions, and yeah, so we'll have to see how it pans out. But for me, still, I'm gonna have to go with the Grizzlies. Pelicans, by the way, drafted Trey Murphy, who was an excellent pick, excellent pick at 17 overall. And I might I say, he definitely fills a need for them as shooting guard. So, listen, Pelicans did some work last night. I'm telling you, bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. I don't know. I mean, how does he fill a, a need for them? I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit confused. I feel like their 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 guard position is kind of a little stagnant, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it needs some more improvement, right? So I, he brings a kind of a tenacity to them. Uh, apparently, he was a good, a perfect scorer somewhat, and he has a good shot. Uh, but the biggest the, the thing is six nine guard, by the yeah, way. Yeah, six eight, six eight guard. Yeah, so that's pretty good for him, you know. I think that that could be a big bonus for them as to giving them more height and more length on the court. As long as you have now Valchunas, Zion Williamson. This would be a big team that can get get after the boards and be high energy. Mm, I mean, you know, he. I mean, he was a guy that did do three years in college. He uh, he, he started off at Rice, 
did two seasons there, then came to Virginia, left his junior year. I mean, I'm going to have to see, though. I'm going to have to see. Uh, last year, he averaged 11.3 points per game, and I'm trying to find his percentages for shooting. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, he did shoot he I mean, 43% for three. I mean, I mean, look, like, we'll see. We'll see. But I think that Zaire uh, Williams' upside is much higher than that of um, Trey Murphy. So, but we'll see, obviously. You know, yeah. like, it's just us giving our uh, predictions. But I'm going to see with that. Now, you know, obviously – uh, you know, the number one pick was going to be Cade Cunningham. Now, yes. um, you know, I, I get it that Cade uh, Cunningham is seen as the most complete prospect. But, you know, for me, I think that Jalen Green is going to be the best player from this draft. Um, you know, I think that, you know, coming straight out of high school to go to the G League and to, you know, average 17 points per game, you know, uh, at you know, basically, you know, 18 years old against professional players, former professionals that did play in the NBA, I feel like that does show kind of, you know, like what he can do. And I feel like if Jalen Green went to college, because if he was averaging uh, 17 against professional players who kind of already played in the NBA, if he would have went to college where the competition is a bit less, I do feel like that maybe Jalen Green would have been looked at as the um, number one overall pick. And I think that, you know, it was a great pick by the Rockets to get him, even though they do have Kevin Porter, who is a shooting guard as well. But, you know, you know, maybe they just put one of them to like the three because not because I only think that either one of them is really like, you know, uh, like that much of a ball handler. Mm-hmm. And you do have John Wall uh, as well to like run the court. So, you know, Jalen Green is a guy that's explosive. He's a three level scorer. He can shoot. He can, uh, you know, from three from mid. He can drive. He can put you on a poster. So I feel like, you know, he doesn't give you like the complete package. And, and I think that with him and, and uh, Kevin Porter, I think that, you know, the Rockets, uh, you know, like that like little duo right there. That that's going to be something to watch. I'm I'm telling you. I'm telling you that he will have a better rookie season than Cade Cunningham, Ooh. barring 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 injury, barring injury, because he's going to have a, a bit mm. more help in Houston than what Cade does in the in um Detroit. So I feel like you know that might open up the like you know the floor a bit more for him. I feel like with Cade and Detroit, a lot of teams are going to be focusing in on Cade. So I feel like it's going to be a bit tougher. But both are good though. I'm not trying to you know discredit Cade Cunningham, but for yes. me. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with uh Jalen Green, man. So Jalen Green, you know, he does have a, a good high ceiling for him, and I, yeah, I, I will give you that. He may have the highest ceiling out of any prospect. Uh, I probably I'm still gonna give it to Kate, even though I think he's the most refined prospect. But I think that when it comes to Jalen Green, yes, his offense is very prolific, and the way he scores is very exciting to watch. But it could also be really consistent, inconsistent at times. Um, and his defense needs to be more refined. So he needs to improve on those aspects for me. And I think that he'll be a better prospect. But Kate Cunningham, I just think that he's, his size at 6'8 for a point guard, use that to bully smaller guards. And, you know, and his, his size and his, his, his offensive ability will be able to let the Pistons use him in different systems that probably wouldn't have been able to use before without drafting him. And you know, he'll be much more of a fit than many people think, even though they have Killian Hayes on the team. Because, listen, if you have a 6'8 point guard, Killian Hayes, yes, he's a smaller prospect, smaller point guard, but I think it could still work in the sense where you I have mean, you know, Killian, I mean, you know, Killian Hayes is about 6'5", though. I, I, I wouldn't even say small for a point guard. You know, he's, a he's, he's, a, he's, a small, he's a smaller compared to K. Cunningham. But it was okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I, you know, I think like it still allows for them to be on the court at the same time and gives them much, much, much more height on the guard position than many people may seem to think. So I think it's a great, great pick for them. Great, great pick. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, an A plus for them. I mean, I mean, you know, but like, I, see the reason that I can't give it an A plus, I mean, you give it an A plus based on a prospect, but I think cause the Pistons are, are again, a team that's trying to rebuild. 
I feel mm-hmm. like to draft two point guards back to back, I don't really like that. Like, I don't really like because I feel like that's not how, how you build a team. It's sort of like the Sacramento Kings. It's kind of like it's it like it's kind of like you're confusing me because you're trying to rebuild. But then you just wasted two picks back to back, both top 10 picks on a point guard. So to me, it's just like once you want to build around what you already have, which means maybe go grab positions in other areas. So, mm. I, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Um, I mean, but, you know, I think that Kay Cunningham is a very good pick. And I think that Houston would, would have been happy if he felt the second two. So, I feel yeah. like, you know, with the first two picks, honestly, I feel like I feel like the first two picks were both locks, honestly. Yes. So, yes. yeah, no, I'm going to have to go with that. But, um, bro, real quick. Yes. Ben Simmons. Saying. Ben Simmons. How? Mm. Because – I forget. Um, let me and let me just pull this up just really quickly because I do I don't want to quote anybody wrong here or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I believe that yesterday, and I have it right here. Let me just so according to Jason uh, Dumas, who I believe is a 76 years, I think he's like a beat writer for them, you know, like he's somebody yeah. that's involved in the organization, you know, he, he gets like some you know some news maybe concerning the 76 years that most teams don't. But Jason Dumas said that the Sixers hope to trade Ben Simmons tonight, which was last night. The asking price remains the same. The relationship seems to be over. It's just a matter of if. No, it's not a matter of if, but when. So I'm very surprised that Ben Simmons wasn't moved last night. And you know that I'm a big Ben Simmons fan. I, that Look, my favorite point guard in the NBA, I'm not going to lie, because just like, just like you can't teach 6'10 and be able oh to do the gosh. things that he can do. I'm not going to lie. Look, I mean, look, like if I had to pick a, a point guard that I would want on my team, Kay I'd take Ben Simmons. Nah, Ben Simmons. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. Guess what? Because Kate Cunningham not getting buckets on Ben Simmons. Oh, Come stop on. that. We'll see Come what happens next season. Ben Simmons we'll see what next season. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to say what's going to happen, but I think that Kate Cunningham is going to take him for a, a nice little, a nice little fifty-point game. Just say. Are you what? <laughs> <laughs> fifty-point game on the on the best hey, defensive no player in the NBA. On All this bad pop. Listen, I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. Yo, son, Ben Simmons is different. The only issue with Ben Simmons is obviously he lacks confidence on the offensive side of the board. Now, anyways. I'm very surprised that Ben Simmons wasn't moved, especially when Jason uh, Dumas uh, said that. So I was thinking that he may be moved maybe for a lottery pick or something like that. But, you know, he wasn't and he still is on the 76ers right now. I mean, what do you think is going to be in the future for Ben Simmons? I mean, like, do you think that he will start off the season with the Sixers or you think that he'll be elsewhere? Uh, so I was hoping for him to be traded last night. I was hoping for him to be traded even before the draft, if I'm being honest. But uh, I agree. If I was, I wait till like yeah. draft to trade their players. Exactly. I, yeah, I'd do it before. But if things persist, I think that he might he has a he has a good chance of opening the the night as a 76ers player. But I still think that he still will be on the trade market at that point, even though he may be starting at that point. Uh because I don't think that he's gonna win in, in Philadelphia. Like I, I don't see it happening. Like the 76ers need a point guard that can be able to shoot as of right now, at least. You know, you don't need shooting to win a championship, but for them and the system that they want to play in, yeah. I think that you need a, a guy that can shoot the ball. And is obviously you have the rebounding and the defense aspect to it, but you know that may not play a role as to the crunch time minutes when you need the big guys to make big time shots. And Ben Simmons is not the kind of guy. No, I mean, look, I hear like what you're saying though, and I definitely do agree. Like you know, even though I, I am a Ben Simmons fan, I am not um, a uh, biased person, so I, I agree. I do think that the Ben Simmons 76ers relationship does need to be over. I don't think that this is really working. I don't think that him and Embiid complement each other that well either. Now, mm. um, I'm not going to lie to you. I think that Ben Simmons will be traded before the season just because I okay. feel like the 76ers, you don't want that distraction. And the Sixers do still have a, a team 
with Ben Simmons that can compete if Ben Simmons was able to just get it, you know, right from the free throw line. It's kind of similar like yes. we were talking about Giannis the other day. It's kind of like, you know, like Ben Simmons is really effective when he's driving and when he's handling the ball. But once teams start leaving you wide open from three and your yeah. man sitting in the paint because he knows that, 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 like, that you're not going to shoot that, that's an issue, especially when your main game is dunking and driving. You have to be able to shoot at least 70% from the free throw line mm-hmm. because you're going to get fouled a lot. It's a lot of contact. Yes. So I definitely do think that Ben Simmons does need to move on. Um, and I'm not going to lie. As I said to you earlier, bro, if I was them, I, yo, if Dame Lillard really does want to leave Portland because he wants to win, Dame Lillard has to go to the 76. I think that team is the best team because I'm not going to lie. At first, I was thinking maybe the Lakers can try to go for Dame Lillard. But obviously, that's over considering that they got Westbrook. So, um, you know, I heard I saw that there was reports that Dame would want to go to like the Knicks. To me, going from the Trailblazers to the Knicks is a sideways move. You're not going to win a championship with the Knicks, at least not right now or anytime soon. Anyways, you go to the 76ers. That'd be a great help to uh, Embiid, who can dominate the mid and point. And, you know, Dame Lillard is a three-level scorer. So, I mean, I think that – I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, the, like obviously Dame Lillard is a way uh, better player than uh, Ben Simmons. But I feel like if Dame Lillard is forcing a move out, then the, same, I mean, then the uh, Trailblazers are going to have to reassess their options. And I don't think that they're going to really get another good player such as Ben Simmons and maybe some draft picks for Dame Lillard, like how what the Sixers can offer them. So, really quick question: Why, why would Ben? I mean, why would Damian Lillard going to the Knicks be a sideways move? Because I can make the case that the Knicks have an overall better team than the Portland Trailblazers as of right now. You know, well, they are in the East, so like you know, it may be a little bit easier competition. And I know you want to say that the other teams in the East that might be juggernauts right now, but let's look at the long-term future here. Obviously, Dame Lillard is not for the long-term future, but but the reason two years, three years, they could actually make a push for a title. You never but know. Three, um, okay, well, to your point, you said that they have a better team than the Trailblazers right now. Now, obviously, to get a player like Dame Lillard, a lot of those pieces that make the Knicks a, a, a better team than the Trailblazers are going to have to get moved. So you're going to lose out on a couple of young players that that help the Knicks out. So, I mean, to me, while I say that it's a lateral move, basically, is that you'd be leaving CJ McCollum to play with another star in Julius Randle. So it'd still just be like a two kind of like, you know, like it's like a two punch thing. And I think that your window to win with the Knicks isn't greater than your window to win with the Trailblazers. That's like what I'm saying. So I'm saying if mm-hmm. Damon wants to move for marketing and stuff, then mm-hmm. come to New York. But if you're, but like, if your ambition is a chip, then the Knicks aren't it. I think with the 76ers, I, I, I get it that, you know, it'd still be kind of like a two man punch, but with Dame Willard, arguably one of the a top three point guard in the NBA, and then, you know, Embiid, the best center in the NBA, even though I, I am still a cat guy, just saying. But, um, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like that, that right there, like if, like if the 76ers had Dame Willard, they would have been in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, I'm not going to say who would have won and whatnot, but they would have gotten that far. Because there's no way that the uh, 76ers should have lost to the Hawks. Mm. Let's be real. Well, I mean, mean, the Hawks were playing like dynamite, man. Like, I I, I can't really say that. I can't really say that. Yeah, but listen, I, I, I love what the Hawks have been doing under under Nate McMillan. And I love the way they were fearless oh, no, on the yeah, road. Big up, so, big up to Nate, uh, you know, uh, McMillan. You know, he came in as the uh, the uh, the interim coach. And, you know, he brought them to the Eastern Conference semifinals. He def- well, the Eastern Conference finals. Oh, so, finals. He, yeah, so he definitely does deserve to get um, a permanent yeah. job there, 100%. Because, like, the players, they played for him. So, yeah, big up to Nate McMillan. 
Mm, yeah, but you know, regarding Ben Simmons, it's tough for him. I would want him to get traded. I thought that the most likeliest trade that would, might have happened that would have been like a no-brainer for me, even though it's it's kind of you can see it coming. The the Warriors. I thought that was going to trade for the Warriors. Uh, trade Ben Simmons. What do the Warriors but, um, have? Wait, but like, what do the Warriors have to offer? Because apparently, because, I'm not. I, I don't know the 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 um the information the, about the deal, but but I mean, we're on something. But bro, but you have to think about it. The 76ers are in a win now mode. Like they're not in a you know, cuz now maybe if the 76ers were trying to rebuild, then yes, cuz the Warriors had the 7th overall pick and the 14th. So maybe they could have leveraged one of those to a rebuilding team. But you have Embiid, so your window to win a title is now with the 76ers. The 76ers have trusted the process long enough. They're like they're over just trying to get draft picks. So to me, I honestly think that Ben Simmons to the Portland Trailblazers makes the most sense for both parties because the, because once you lose Dame Lillard, the Trailblazers know that once he leaves, you're in a rebuild automatically. Like you're in a rebuild because you're not doing nothing without him. You still would have CJ McCollum, but let's be real. CJ McCollum is, is a nice Robin to Dame Lillard's Batman. So, you know, if, if you get a nice young player in Ben Simmons, you know, he still is a size mismatch. One of the best uh, defensive players in the NBA can guard the one through the five, can run the court. Anywhere that he goes, it is a mismatch. So I think that, you know, that the um, that for player-wise, I don't think that any team will be able to give up as much as the same Sixers would, especially because Ben Simmons is a much more appealing prospect than any other young player that would that might be offered, you know? You know, side note, the the Warriors, I mean, the, the so you mentioned the, the 76 is being in a win-now mode, but yet they asked for James Wiseman, uh, Andrew Wiggins, and the number 7th and 14th overall pick in exchange for Ben Simmons. So, I'm not sure if that's win now mode mentality. If you're asking for James Wiseman, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, if that's if that's um true, then I have to give that to you. I mean, well, I mean, but who who reported that? Who reported this? Uh, I mean, it was written. It was an article written by the Inquirer. Then, all right, hold on, wait. But so, then, right? But but then, right? Um, you know, okay. So James, so okay, so James Wiseman, Wiggins, and the two first picks. Obviously, that's a ridiculous trade, and I'm and I think that the Warriors did the right thing for not taking that deal. But if the Warriors did take that deal, now maybe James Wiseman, those two picks, and Andrew Wiggins could have been flipped for Dame Lillard. Because I'm not going to lie to you, two first-round picks, Wiggins, Wiseman, that's a better trade package for the Trailblazers than just them trying to offer them Ben Simmons and maybe like another player like a pick. Mm. Like two lottery picks, Wiseman, who was the second overall pick last year, who still Mm. has a lot of upside, and Wiggins, who can give you buckets? I think that's maybe why they try to do that. Because yeah. if you're the Trailblazers, that's probably the best deal that you might get. I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's a good deal. It's a good deal, and it does give team depth. Yeah, it does I'm not give gonna lie to you. Outside, so hey, maybe the maybe the Warriors could have probably got Dame Lillard with that package. I'm not gonna. Uh, that's a fantastic yes. package, bro. That's a fantastic package. Uh, oh it's a good God. package. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a good package. Huh? It's a good package. It's, it's, it's bro. Come on. Yo, you have the second overall pick from last year and two lottery picks in this deep of a draft? The Trailblazers, because, again, you have to be looking to rebuild. That is a perfect way to start your rebuild. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, it's, it's a good package. It's and, a good then, package. and then, you know, maybe you could have used that to flip something for, for CJ uh, McCollum. You know, you probably ship him off. Maybe you get, like, a couple first-round picks in the future. Who knows? But, you know, definitely is interesting to see what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. And, um... You know, uh, another uh, NBA uh, point guard who could be on the move this offseason is Chris Paul. 
Now, uh, reportedly, Chris Paul is looking for a three-year, $100 million deal if he does opt out of his player option with the Phoenix mm-hmm. Suns. Now, Chris Paul must be smoking that good stuff in Phoenix because there is no way in hell Chris Paul 34, 35, there's no way he's getting three years, $100 million from any team. Mm. No way. Um, yeah, there's no way at, at this point. You know, he so Chris Paul is a very, very, and I say very valuable player, if I'm being honest, right? But at his age, it's tough to give him a massive contract such as that. And, you know, people want to go back to him getting that massive contract from the, the Houston Rockets, the $159 million deal. And, and people are like, you know, he's not that kind of guy anymore. But, yeah, he did prove him wrong in some sense that he was consistent, he performed in big games, and he, and, you know, pretty much lifted the team up wherever he but went. did he so, prove him wrong, though? Did he really I think he did. I think, I think he did. Because he Chris Paul's biggest criticism is that he disappears in the, in the uh, playoffs, which he kind of did. Uh, up until the finals, so in the finals, so, he like he like and like because he had a great playoff run, and then in the finals, he kind of folded. Okay, so for the okay, so for the Rockets standpoint, I think you can make that case. But for the for you know for his contract right now, when he went to the Thunder, he did he definitely did uh, live up to that contract, and then when he went to the Phoenix Suns, I can say that he definitely did live up to the contract as well too. So I would say for Chris Paul though, I think his better option is to opt in for his player option at forty four mil next season, and then you know. Considering that things are working well with him and the Suns right now, I would say they could rework a deal that would kind of give him around what he's asking for. Maybe not nearly as much as what he's asking for, but definitely more than what he's making at this point. So Let me ask you a question. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to agree with you on this point. Um, well, no, I'm 50-50 with what you're saying because okay. so I think that if Chris Paul just cares about making money, then opt in. I'm not going to lie to you. This was the Suns' best chance to win. Um, I feel like the Suns did kind of have, let's be real, the Suns did kind of, like their playoff route was kind of favorable considering that other teams did have injuries. And I know that, again, again, I know it's a part of the game. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. But you can say, again, the Suns were very favorable with the injuries that other teams had, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. So to me, I think that this was the Suns' best window to win. I mean, let's be real. Like, like, like the Suns really still are a young team and, you know, the, and like, I still think that they do have a lot more growing to do. You know, DeAndre Ayton is very young. Devin Booker. You, I mean, I, I think that he's arrived already, but the other pieces around him, I think they still have to get better a little bit more. Now, again, if uh, all that Chris Paul cares about is winning, I mean, it's just getting money, then opt in because no other team is going to offer you 44 million for next season. So if you want to make that money, then make your money. But I think that Chris Paul really wants a ring. Now, I remember when I said to you, like, after the uh, – after, no, actually, it wasn't to you. It was to my cousin Kyle. I told Kyle because, you know, Kyle was, like, saying, damn, like, you know, I feel bad for CP3. But I'm like, I don't. I'm like, yo, if CP3 wants to win a ring, opt out of your player contract, take the league minimum, sign with the Lakers. If, if you really want to win a ring, because apparently that's what Chris Paul wants to do is win a ring. Mm-hmm. And if he stays with Phoenix, I can't see him winning a ring with Phoenix – so, yo, take the league minimum and go with Braun for one year. Run off the second unit. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. If Chris Paul really wants to get a ring, that's what he needs to do. Him and Braun are best friends. And, you know, the Lakers would need somebody to run that second unit. Obviously, mm. Chris Paul is a starting caliber point guard. Like, let, no, let's not get that confused. But I'm saying if the ring is the motive, then you cannot stay in Phoenix. But if money is, is the motive, then do that one year. But three years, 100 million, nobody's going to give that to you. 
Well, that, that deal's off the, off the table now considering that the league has got Russell Westbrook. So, well, it's not. You know, but you can yeah. hear like what I said. I said take the league minimum. I know, I know. But like, I, I just think that, it, like, you know, take the league minimum or not, it would not fit at all, to be honest. CP3, but, come to Brooklyn. <laughs> come to Brooklyn, baby. No, 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 CP3. Come to you Brooklyn. You want to do? Come the, to the Miami, he have a massive hole at the point guard position. I need you to use your, your, your prowess and your veteranship to come over here and we can work this thing out and I'm make you for the heat. Can I be honest? If oh, yeah, I was be honest. If it was either Chris Paul or Lonzo Ball, eh, I'm gonna take I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take Lonzo Ball. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, especially if CP3 is for 100 million. I tell him, yo, you smoking? I don't know what they. I don't know if weed is legal in uh, Phoenix, but ain't no way you think that at 35, 36, you're, you're gonna get three years. So until you're 39, you're telling me that a team must pay you 100 million, bro? My math's not even that good. But what is that? Thirty that that's basically like thirty three million a season. <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. It matter. Yeah, that's like thirty three million yeah. a season. Are you crazy? Yeah. That's gonna limit any team, really, because now you're giving him like max. I think it's mm-hmm. I think his base salary right now is forty four million. So um, you know he has. Well, he has yeah, to- but that's based off his last contract. So I'm yeah. saying his last contract yeah. was his last big one because he's yes. not getting another yeah. big contract like that. There's no way. Yeah. No, so like, it, it's obvious that Chris Paul he cares more about the money so far. In, uh, in the recent reports, so I would say his best bet, if he does care about the money, is to opt back into his forty-four million player option, and then rework a deal with the Suns to get more money. I mean, or if he produces another consistent season, then you know he can get some more money from somewhere else, depending on how they want to view his value. His valuable. I mean, um, you know, like uh, real quick, Bo, can you can you tell me just real quick, um, you know, because we are towards the end of the podcast, like we are actually at the end. Um, can can you just tell me what do you think, just real quick, like what's your prediction for the Suns' chances of reaching back another finals? I think the highest the goal uh, next season will be the the Eastern Conference Finals because I I do Western, think that Western, Western. Western what's up? Well, yeah, Western Conference Finals. This team is definitely in, equipped equipped enough to get back over there, but. It'll, it'll come a time where they meet a team such as maybe the Warriors, the Lakers at that point, maybe, you know, a team on the high run that it's it's going to be tough to beat in seven games. And I think that that's where they're fooled. So, unfortunately, mm, they're really the finals. That's very, very interesting. I mean, me personally, I don't really see them getting back to the Western Conference Finals. I think that they'll, you know, first round, maybe second round. That's probably the farthest I think that they'll go, especially uh-huh. if they're playing teams that aren't going to yeah. be hurt like how they were this year. So, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, you know, anything could happen. But Chris Paul, if you care about the money, go back. If you want to yeah. win a chip, take a pay cut, and not even join and not even join the Lakers. Just join any team that's in a win now mode. You know, yeah. like just you know, just take a pay cut and go there if the chip is the motive. But yeah, look, I mean, you love. I mean, Edwin, you have anything else that you want to say? You know, uh, end it off maybe. It's a. It was a good, a good to great podcast. To be honest, once again, you know, guys, been a lookout for more breaking news because we will talk yes, about the breaking sir. news. You know, you know, we are here to stay. So, hey. yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, you know, uh, and you know, uh, also, um, shout out to uh, Nuts and Bolts. Uh, you know, check out their uh, website for more content. Yes, and yes, yes and you know, um, you know, uh, also, you know, uh, check us out on uh, Instagram at sportdaily.media. Uh, you know, posting uh, updates, We're gonna be posting clips of the show, you know, throughout the week. And you know, if, if you guys have any topics, whoever's listening that you guys would want us to talk about, you know, you guys can always just, you know, DM us on Instagram and you know, be like, yo, can you guys talk about this and that? And we'll definitely try to incorporate that. Yes. But yo, until next time. Until next time, guys. Peace out. We are gone.